Hello, and welcome to part two of End of Days. My name is Aaron Frescus. Uh, so another quick little disclaimer before we get going. We restructured the two End of Days episodes because of editing issues. So this episode now features the movie followed by some new content, which will include a little bit of the movie trivia, the kill count, our favorite lines, and our rankings and thoughts on the movie. The uh, movie summary is the same as it was before, so if you've already listened to it and are just looking for the new stuff, feel free to skip ahead to about an hour and 17 minutes to get all that extra content that I just mentioned. All right, now I guess that now that that's out of the way, hope you enjoy the episode. You don't want to see me upset, believe me. Oh, you want to fuck with me? You think you know bad, huh? You're a fucking choir boy compared to me! A choir boy! Okay, so... Begin in uh, Vatican City, Rome in the year 1979 with a priest guy checking out a big-ass comet, which some old text tells him is the Eye of God. So he goes and tells the Pope, who's played by the old dude with the bell on his wheelchair from Breaking Bad, he, te- he tells him that the child will be born, and the Pope is like, find her, yo. So then the a, like a cardinal, I think that was a cardinal? I'm, I wasn't Catholic, so I'm not sure. But uh, I think it's a cardinal dude tells him, fuck that. You gotta kill that kid. The Pope is like, nah, we're better than that. And so he tells the comet dude, comet dude to find her and then keep her from evil, which he does a bang-up job with, you know? Yeah. And that guy looks like Spock. Like when he's young. Uh, he does look like Spock. Yeah. Like young Spock. Yeah. Uh, but so we go to New York City six hours later with some lady giving birth to a baby girl before uh, the lady that Arnold farted on, who's a nurse, says that she's gonna take the baby to get all of her, to get her all cleaned up. Instead, she takes her down to the basement or something, which I thought that maybe like people would notice, like, why is she taking this fucking baby on an elevator? But hey, whatever. She takes her down to the basement where a dude that plays the bad guy in pretty much everything is waiting for her with some other folks who that are just there to watch, I guess. But uh, so she he puts the baby on the table and we see she has a horseshoe birthmark. But who can really tell? Because they haven't cleaned that kid yet. So it's still covered in like birth juice. Anyway, uh. Satanic Stan, that's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him, that fucking bad guy, is, kills a rattlesnake, takes some of its blood, puts it in the baby's mouth, which it doesn't seem to hate. The scene ends with uh, Satan nurse returning the baby to the mom after cleaning her up, and the mom ends up naming her Christine. Okay, so uh, Laura pointed out the nurse in that scene, the chick who got farted on by Arnold, which I'll <laughs> now refer to her as, um, also plays a nurse... In uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Um, so she, I guess she's been typecast. Uh, also, um, Christine York <laughs> is like, that sounds like if they made a sitcom of like Christ coming back, you know, Jesus coming <laughs> back and lives in New York, you know, like, uh, you know, hey, it's it, Jesus is back and he's living in New York. Christine York. But he like he's a female, yeah. like like they just had to yeah. change it up. It's like some shitty '90s sitcom. Jesus Christ is Christine York. It's definitely on CBS. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, they got some garbage comedies. They uh the lady the nurse lady that Arnold farted on actually ends up w- talked about. I cut it, but she talks about Leonardo DiCaprio too when she's naming people that she doesn't 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 like. She said he was cool. It's good. He seems like a cool dude. Yeah. Um. I'm still wondering what the rattlesnake blood does. Like, they just kind of put it in 
the child's mouth. I think the rattle is because it's a baby, so they're just trying to distract the baby, and then, you know, he oh. needs blood. The rattle. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we jumped to 20 years later on December 28th, 1999, with some radio DJ saying it's three more days till Y2K happens, and the world ends, and then we see some construction workers doing some sewer stuff. When all of a sudden there's pressure or something and stuff starts exploding before something emerges from the sewers. And it's all like camouflage invisible, so it's probably their Satan or the Predator. Yes. Because <laughs> it's got the same effects. But somehow worse. Yeah. <laughs> so we then see the Predator Devil working through the streets. Or, yeah, working through the streets before deciding he's hungry and headed into a fancy restaurant. Where Gabriel Byrne, I think, is having dinner with some dude and a gal with boobs. Uh, he, he gets up and heads in the, into the bathroom and is followed by the predator devil who jumps into his body, slams him, and then starts slamming him around like a, they're in fucking liar liar or some shit. Which that's exactly what it reminded me of. But anyway, so the newly possessed Gabriel, Gabriel Byrne walks out of the bathroom while cool. Heads over to the table, pops the chick boob out of her dress uh, uh, to get his grope on, then begins making out with her. And I'm like curious if there's like some footage that of the scene that exists where the director just yelling "cut" and then Gabriel Burns like, "Oh, you guys were rolling." I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the thing that really bothered me about this scene, uh, I mean, aside from the weird sexual assault, uh, was the fact that the servers there were wearing like the vest. You know, and the shirt and the tie and then a full apron over that. I've never seen really anybody in front of the house wear a full apron. Except at one Hmm. place that I worked. But also, they're like dressed fancy, but they got the full like uh, cook apron on. That was just weird. I don't know if that's like a New York thing or like that restaurant did it or it's just like an oversight, you know, in the costuming department. But it just didn't even notice my mind. Yeah. Uh, Also, someday I hope to have the confidence of satan in the scene yeah because uh, he's just like you know what i don't care what other people think i mean obviously if the chick's cool with it but he just walked up and he's like yeah i'm just gonna make out with the chick who wants to make out with me the chicks are always cool with it in this movie that's what yeah yeah, yeah. but i want that confidence to just whip out a tit and start making out with a chick in the middle of a fancy restaurant and not give a fuck what all the other people around think like that's some fucking confidence so good job satan right there and then he immediately blows the fucking building up yeah exactly and on tit kaboom it was just yeah finishes the grope sesh walks out of the building and then it explodes which i guess is to show that he's bad like yeah it it gets the point across (laughs) yeah and that's like the first of like eight explosions in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, so uh, we uh, go to a dark apartment where Arnold, whose name in this is Jericho Kane, which is JC when abbreviated, <laughs> which because <laughs> subtleties for fucking chumps, apparently. <laughs> like, I, I didn't even know what his last name was. I thought his last name was Jericho. Okay, that's even more ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's the best Arnold name. Uh, I'm going to put it out there <laughs> of all time. time. I mean, and Arnold has some doozies out there where it's like, you know. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, he has a, a dog named Dutch. So, like, you named your dog after your character's name in the movie? That's <laughs> so Arnold and awesome. Yes. I'm curious if he keeps naming the dog Dutch. Like, when, when the one Dutch dies, he's just like, this is the new Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or just like changes it to a different uh, character name. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, so he's sitting. In, <laughs> I can. Sorry, I thought it was funny. Like if he just starts calling Detective Richard Kimball, come here. 
<laughs> your dinner, your food is ready. It's okay. John Kimball. Or sorry, yeah. Richard Kimball's The Fugitive. Uh, anyway, so he's, he's sitting in his apartment and chilling with the gun held to his head. Wait, hold on. He, he names his dog Detective? Like John yeah, Kimball? Yeah, dog Detective John Kimball. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, if I ever get a dog, that's, that's my dog's name. <laughs> so he's sitting in his apartment, chilling, holding a gun to his head, and about to kill himself when Kevin Pollock knocks on his apartment door, lets himself in. By the way, I don't know, I don't know if you guys caught this, but Kevin Pollock's name in this, the character's name in this is Bobby Chicago. Yep. Which oh, yeah. is pro- I like better than Arnold Schwarzenegger's name in this. I agree. Yeah. But he's obviously from New uh, York. Like, this is some Forrest Gump shit, you know? Yeah. Well, and Arnold just- has to say the full name like five or six times this movie. Bobby Chicago. <laughs> so uh, he's there to pick up pick Arnold up for work, which they both work for Elite Security and Protection Company. He also gives Arnold some coffee, which which Arnold then pours into a blender with Pepto-Bismol, <laughs> old beer, Chinese food, a piece of pizza from the floor, and there was something else that I didn't catch. Yep. Like a like, pills. It was a lot of pills. Was did he throw pills in there? I don't know. He threw some shit in there. He threw like a chicken wing or something that's in there. That's what I, yeah, that's what I was thinking, yeah. But I wasn't sure. And then he drinks it and he's like drinking it and is like, they say breakfast is the most important <laughs> meal of the day. They lied. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like this scene because rarely do we ever see Arnold as kind of a, you know, quote, miserable person, you know? Totally Usually yeah. he's got his shit together. Like, even in Total Recall, like, you know, he's like, it's got to be something more. But, you know, he's not just like a fucking scumbag. He he doesn't really remind Sorry. me of myself, except he does in the scene, you know? <laughs> so he's like, I'm like, yeah, hey, I feel you, Arnold. He's, I mean, I never... Never wanted to kill myself, but like waking up all fucking hungover and just like, ugh, like I need something in me. Um, yeah, this is like the only time we ever really see Arnold like that that I can point. think of. There's a lot of firsts in this movie. I think that's why I enjoy it as well. And that for that reason you just said is one of them. The him just showing up, just disheveled and ready to just take himself out. Yeah, yeah. So. uh we uh, see them with a team of guys driving, driving with a team of guys as uh, they're they're being followed by a helicopter, and they're they're escorting a client as Arnold cocks every gun he has, and then we get a glimpse <laughs> of like a creepy albino hobo or a hobino, as I like to call him. <laughs> <laughs> they arrive at their destination. We see Gabriel uh, Byrne exit the car as Arnold notices a shooter in one of the windows of the building across the street. He's all like, shooter! And then shoves Gabriel Byrne back into his limo before he falls to the ground when the sniper shoots him in the chest. So then his limo, the limo talks, uh, takes off as does the sniper who heads like straight up the, the fire escape to the roof. Back on the ground, Bobby Chicago runs over and checks on Arnold, who's fine because he's wearing a bulletproof vest. So he gets up, calls the chopper, which takes him to the roof, where the gunman immediately starts shooting at them. Chopper veers away. Arnold tells the pilot to get as close to the like get get as close to the roof as you can. Uh, Bobby C then straps a rope to him, which he uses to rappel down. So he's hanging about six feet from the from the roof. And then they begin chasing the gunner as the gunner's like making a mad dash to jump off the roof. But Arnold grabs him like as he's doing it. They then kind of dangle for a second before the guy pulls a gun, which makes Arnold let go of the rope. They both begin free falling. Arnold gains control of the rope, but then lets the gunman go, who falls through some glass and then ends up totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have some questions about this scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So did uh, 
I mean, spoiler alert for like five seconds in the future of this movie. Um, did Tomas or Tommaso only know that like Satan was taking Gabriel Byrne's body once? Like he took his body? Because hmm. he seemed like he was planning this for a while, but why didn't he plan it like a day before and then just kill Gabriel Byrne and then... Well, I guess Satan can go into whatever body he wants. Yeah, so. but I they I, I swear that they mentioned I, later that he was picked out like she was picked out. They do say that. That's true, because um, the creepy psychiatrist guy, like, as soon as Gabriel Byrne shows up, he's like, oh, you, you're here. So, maybe? I don't know. Um, okay, another question. Why was the priest shooting at uh, Arnold and the helicopter and everything? Like, was it just to get away? <laughs> trying to or... get away. Trying to get um, away. Yeah, that part just doesn't make any sense. Though, why I don't know why he was... I guess it was just to try to get away, but... Because it seems like a man of the cloth. You know, he's just trying to kill Satan. He's not going to be like, oh, well, let me kill all these other innocent people. Yeah. That makes sense. trying to catch me. Yeah. Gunman gets up as Arnold reaches the ground, chases him into a closed subway tunnel... He finally reaches the guy as the guy begins yelling that uh, a thousand years has ended and the dark angel is loose, which I think he might have been referring to that show with Jessica Alba. I don't know. But <laughs> he aims his gun at Arnold, so Arnold shoots him in the leg and he falls to the ground. He then searches him and notices the priest. Uh, he's a, notices he's a priest before finding an empty wallet, which why even carry the wallet? But I don't, I don't know his life. I don't know. Anyway, he also finds a matchbox for a bar called Sp- Spadas or Spodas. So then the police show up, haul the old crazy priest away, and Arnold and Bobby Chicago get questioned by Detective Marge, who uh, asks Arnold if he's still drinking because he claimed the priest spoke to him, but the motherfucker doesn't have a tongue. So which like, but does alcohol make you hear voices? Because like the only voices that I hear when I'm drunk are usually yelling at me to stop peeing on stuff. Like I don't hear voices when I'm drunk. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of the opposite. Usually, <laughs> you just be able to like t- uh, tune shit out pretty easy. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. Just giving them a hard time. Yeah, I've done some drugs in my day. Um, usually with people in this podcast. Um, I'm not gonna <laughs> name any names, but uh, um, but I've never actually like heard voices or anything. The only time I've ever really like hallucinated anything is when I'm like super tired. You know, playing cars all night and like just see like random things shoot across the road or something. But I've never actually hallucinated visually like they say that you do in movies, nor Mm-mm. auditorily at all. So um, I don't know what Marge, whose real name is CCH Pounder. Uh, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. It's a good rap name. <laughs> she's a that lady too she's in like several yes, movies she is, yeah, her and so many fucking things oh would you say kevin pollock's like that too he is uh definitely i think i might only know him because i know a lot of like comedy stuff but like he def otherwise yeah and uh there was wasn't there somebody else in here that oh uh the priest the rod steger or steiger steger yeah oh yeah but uh well the evil psychiatrist guy he's a Yes, him too. He's a that guy. He's a that guy. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of that people in here. Yes, there's a lot of character actors in this. I think Gabriel Byrne too. Like, yeah. um, Well, him and uh, Pollock or Pollock lived. They were in uh, Usual Suspects together. So there's there's a little bit of that 
That's right. I forgot Gabriel Byrne was in that, but now I totally see it. So, mm. so we you're saying we have the usual suspects of that guys in this movie. In this movie, yes. Yeah. All right, understood. <laughs> so uh, they end up uh, going to the bar that from the matchbook that they found and find out where the priest lives, which is some old decrepit building with crosses hanging everywhere and then writing on the walls, literally, like literally. And uh, Arnold says the priest must have cut his tongue at himself when uh, he finds the priest's tongue in a jar next to a pair of wire cutters with blood on them. So Bobby Chicago opens up the fridge and then a black cat jumps out. And I'm going to have to agree with CinemaCats.com who wrote, A refrigerator is a terrible place to keep a cat in their final musings about the movie. That's, <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. Nah. <laughs> I had to look when I saw that cat. I'm like, there's got to be something on fun on cinemacats.com about this. Um, That's a good yeah. cat actor. Cactor. Cactor, yes. Any thoughts about that part so far? Where we're, where we're at? Uh, no, it's just the keeping a cat in a refrigerator. Um, if you ever read the book It, uh, you would know that to be true. That you, you're well. supposed to or not supposed to? You're not supposed to. Why? Because they die. Okay, I, like I thought there was some other like it itish reason. No, there's this um, probably the worst human in that movie is this kid Patrick Hockstetter, and in the recent movie he was played by one of the kids that died at the beginning. He was using like a WD forty can with a a lighter. Anyways, he's like a literal psychopath. Uh, you know, he's on his way to become like a serial killer, and he keeps animals in a fridge out in the uh junkyard so um i learned from that book not to do that exactly okay before you were like "Eh, they're probably fine in the fridge yeah i mean it's cool like it's a hot day why wouldn't they be good in a refrigerator like in the middle of a dump like obviously it makes sense but (laughs) i guess i was wrong so it's good to know the uh the cat in the fridge wasn't the cat wasn't the only thing in the fridge because he finds a jar uh, with a picture of a girl in it. And like, I know the writers are really trying to pr- push that this priest is like he's crazy by showing just random jars full of stuff. But none of them have pee in it. So, like, how crazy is he <laughs> if he's not putting urine in jars, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's, that's like a solid point, actually. Yeah. So I'm like, he's not that bad. He's, he's, he's all together. Anyway. So uh, we go to a cemetery real quick where the girl in the picture, whose name is Christine, played by Robin Robin Tunney, is leaving flowers at a headstone and then cut back to the priest's place, which sounds like a Melrose place, but like a little more uptight. But anyway, uh, we cut back to the priest's place where Detective Marge and her team suddenly bust in and then tell them the shooter priest is the same one who who saw the comet at the Vatican, right? I think, yeah. Sounds yes. right. And then the Wall Street banker uh, that they were protecting, a.k.a. Gabriel Byrne, has disappeared. Does he have a name? He doesn't have a name in this, right? Like, I know everybody else does. I'm n- never not really good at using names, but, like, I don't think he has an actual name. Like, the Gabriel Byrne's character. No, I don't think they do say his name. Okay. It's just Satan. Because I just, I just thought about that right now. Let me double check real quick. I'm pretty sure they don't. Gabriel Byrne. No. Uh, his name is first name the last name man. So the man. Okay. Okay. So he's the man. Yeah. It's better than uh, David Weisenberg, who plays Obgein, which is in all caps. <laughs> so first name O-B, last name G-Y-N. Obgein. Uh, that poor 
horse guy. Yeah, that's a weird <laughs> name to name your character yeah. in a movie, but whatever. <laughs> so we uh, so uh, next we go to Christine riding a subway where uh, the creepy Hobino comes up to her and tells her that he's going to fuck you. Someone's going to fuck her. So she grabs him and he shatters, but he's still kind of like talking, even though he's shattered. So she begins screaming and then looking around to see if anyone else, else saw it. But the other people in the subway just kind of look at her like she's fucking crazy. And like I, like I know she was hallucinating right there. But I feel like the people on that subway probably would have given her an annoyed look even if she wasn't hallucinating. Like just looking <laughs> at her kind of like fucking tourist, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep it down over there. Exactly. Like, yeah, well, you know, that's why I don't touch homeless albinos on the subway. Welcome to the Big Apple. Like <laughs> sort of thing. I don't know. <laughs> I remember seeing that guy. They promoted that guy super hard when they were uh, the promotion for this movie. The Hobino? Yes. I remember uh, them prominently like featuring him because he's kind of creepy looking. Was he in anything in, like, else? Like any other movies? I, I feel like I'd seen him before. Uh, powder? Was he in? Was, <laughs> yeah, he in Powder. powder? <laughs> I have seen Powder. He plays Powder's brother Chowder. That's definitely not Powder. <laughs> Yes, but then also, uh, well, he's um, New England clam chowder, and then uh, then there's the other one, which is Manhattan chowder. But that guy's like super sunburnt; he's all red, yeah. so whole different thing. Um, let me see, homeless guy, uh, Cardinal Pope Kellogg. That's his name, Cardinal Pope Kellogg. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's three people. Um, oh, is he not in there? Was he not actually like in the movie? We just. We hallucinated him. It's a movie. What the movie makes you want to see. <laughs> Victor Varnado. Uh, let's see. Known for End of Days, uh, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, <laughs> no, I Origins. <laughs> Man, it just got worse for him after End it of Days. It sure did. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I don't think I've seen him. I've never seen those two. No, me neither. Uh, so we uh, go back to uh, Arnold's place where he's just gotten home and is gurgling vodka, which I was curious if that was improvised because it kind of felt like he just like does it just to, yeah. But uh, he starts thinking about what the priest told him and grabs his Bible out of a box in a closet and notices a little wind-up music box. Which, oh, boy. Yeah, he starts crying about, like I'm assuming because it reminds him of his days he spent in Austria as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really explain it, but... At that point. But anyway, so um, uh, meanwhile, Christine arrives at her house, calls her psychiatrist, who we find out is the same dude that put snake blood in her mouth when she was a baby. Satanic Stan. So uh, she tells him she had another vision, but he just tells her that it's in her head and it takes some Xanax and then hangs up. So then the satanic nurse lady, a.k.a. Lady Lucifart, comes into the room (laughs) after... Comes into the room after uh, hearing her convo and tries to comfort her. And we find out that she's now her stepmom. So then we go to Arnold entering the church where the uh, priest who's... What's his what's his name? Aquino? Who? The guy who shot people? Yeah. Uh, Tommaso. Or Thomas. Okay. Thomas Aquinas. Okay. Yeah, there you go. go. <laughs> Gotta do it in the Arnold words. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I just burned in my brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he he used to, that that's where he used to priest it up this church, and uh, he asked one of the other priests why Father Murder tried to kill someone, and the priest is like God man, and and then mentions Christine but not by name. Arnold tries to get more information out of him, but the priest kind of blows him off after basically like he basically calls God a girly man, and then walks into another <laughs> room. 
<laughs> like the priest walks into the room, but doesn't bother locking the fucking door. So Arnold just follows him in and finds all the priest standing over a woman who is all stigmated up. She starts screaming, probably from seeing Arnold, but more likely from like the holes in hands <laughs> in her feet. Like, and the, so the priest kick him out. Which, yeah, I don't know much about Catholic like uh, stuff. And stigmata is like a good thing or a bad thing. I, it yeah. always seems like a bad thing. I yeah, that's a weird thing. Yeah, I don't I, know. I was just curious if anybody knew. Yeah, if you're having stigmata on you, is it a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I did watch that documentary, Stigmata, but with, that was a long with, time ago. Uh, with what's her name? Yeah, her. The blonde the blonde lady? <laughs> yep, that, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of her name right now. The one, the one with the uh, family. Oh, uh, yeah, n- no? Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Arquette. That, that got the last name. It's Patricia getting, Arquette. It's coming. There you go, yes. Um, but yes. Uh, so apparently uh, this movie came out the same year as that, and there was like another like uh, re- heavy religious like devil sort of movie at the same year. That was a trivia thing that I didn't add on because it wasn't pertinent. <laughs> but, you know, we're talking about it now. So anyway, uh, go to Central Park where Gabriel Byrne is on a satanic scavenger hunt that like leads him to satanic stan's apartment where he's having dinner with his wife and adult daughter he asks where uh christine is before noticing stan's wife and daughter and then we cut to him in bed with both of them like just banging the mom while the daughter lays there naked next to them just filling up her bezel boobs (laughs) (laughs) there it is oh man okay three-way with the devil man this is this is yeah what's the devil's three what is that that's two guys usually isn't it two guys and a girl it's mff is that what we're (laughs) ffm or mff i think it's mmmf i think it's supposed to be a devil's three-way okay so this isn't a devil's three-way but it's with the devil yeah it's (laughs) like there's a few things that came to mind when i saw this the uh, first thing was, do you guys think that he, uh, his family knew that he was into all that satanic shit? No. Okay. I say yes, just cause, I mean, look at, look how evil he looks. Of course. He does look pretty evil. And that accent? Yeah. All right. I, I have no opinion on it. I was just curious what you guys thought. And then, uh, second question, do you think this was like a cuckold situation where the guy's just like out of frame watching this all happen? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, between this scene and then the restaurant scene, like it's it kind of feels like this movie was written by like a horny sixteen year old that's just really into the band Slayer. <laughs> it just the way he like goes at that girl and the way Rob pretty much said like yeah no girl says no in this I'm like that's the way a sixteen year old would think right there yeah because <laughs> just I don't know there's more stuff there I'm like this was definitely written by a sixteen year old. And then also I was like thinking of like 16 year olds. Like I was 16 when this came out. I'm pretty sure. Cause it was 99. Yeah. I'm curious if 16 year old, cause I didn't know that this movie had any nudity in it. Otherwise I definitely would have rented it. Yep. And I'm Same. curious if like 16 year old me would have been able to jerk off to it because when the scene came out, because like if my horniness would have outweighed my like religious conscience at the time, just cause I'm like, oh, I'm jerking off to like the devil. But I also really want to jerk off so I, yes i feel like it, i would have gone through with it yeah of course you would have you're 16 yeah like there's there's no way to stop that fucking train man sorry yeah. 
no, it's okay. out there who hasn't been a 16-year-old boy, there's no way to fucking stop it. <laughs> so uh, Gabriel Byrne continues banging away, and we see the mom's face. Uh, by the way, it, that was just for weirdness, right? Where they're like m- melding into each other. I think that's what fucking the devil's like. You're just, oh, you're okay. just yeah, it's just one of those experiences. Two become one. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We uh, see the mom's face morph into Christine's as she wakes up screaming, and then I'm assuming... It actually happened, but she also dreamed it. Hmm? Yeah. Did, did it not happen? <laughs> She's like watching a recording of it, but it's been, it's like a tape that got a little bit hit by a magnet. So oh, okay. things kind of get weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, then, and okay. it's like inserted into her dream. So uh, the following day, Gabriel Byrne makes his way uh, to visit the uh, assassin priest at the hospital, which has decided to forego traditional holiday music. I don't know if you noticed this with crappy late 90s hard rock for some reason, because that's what playing. Yeah. Thank you for (laughs) mentioning that. There's some corn playing. There's all this new metal shit is going on in the background of this movie. I was trying to think. I was like, no, this isn't just hard rock. It's like, I know there's a specific nah, I'm like new metal. Yes. It's got that hip hop tone yes. to it. It's got that fucking, yeah, it's new metal. Yeah, yeah, they found the real Satan's music, but not like the good Satan's music. Like if Satan actually made music, you know, and he was actually evil. I have a whole thing on that later. Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> That's the music you'd make. It'd be new metal. Like, oh, God, like this is terrible. You know, if you listen to like Dio and shit, you're like this shit fucking rocks like mm-hmm. i love satan but if like new metal came out you're like this is garbage like oh it was made by satan okay that makes sense <laughs> so that's the real satan music <laughs> so uh uh security guard tries to stop him but then gabriel Byrne reminds him that he's a pedophile and so he just lets him right through uh, <laughs> that's an he, odd thing <laughs> yeah which was weird but <laughs> uh, so he enters the room and the priest starts to freak out a little bit and then good old gabe talks a little shit before we cut to Arnold, Bobby Chicago, and then yes. Detective Marge walking uh, into the room where they find him pinned to the ceiling with surgical tools in like the popular, you know, crucifix position, which, ow. Uh, we then go to Gabriel Byrne standing outside of the building when some skateboarder accidentally runs into him. He compliments the kid's shirt, which says Satan rules, but the kid tells him to screw off. So Gabriel Byrne kind of causes him to get hit by a bus as he's crossing the street. But like, come on, like, let's be honest here. It's still kind of like possible that this kid probably still would have tried to cross in front of the bus anyway, because you can tell by his white guy dreads that he probably doesn't make the best decisions. <laughs> yeah. you know? Solid point. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that was yeah. when I saw that. Yeah. And again, not this is again nitpicking, but it's like these scenes are just to show that he's evil basically because like you can cut you, like you can recut this movie and cut all this shit out like this scene and then this is another like 16 year old skate like uh <laughs> that wrote the movie but this scene the fucking boob scene the the scene where he meets the guy and then you can leave the first part in but then when he has sex with you know his family i don't know yeah this yeah and it's I probably agree. some like 46 year old that hates skateboarding douchebags yeah exactly yeah. it's like yeah, let's fucking have that guy get hit by the bus. <laughs> Fuck him. But, so back at the hospital, they pulled the supposedly dead priest down from the ceiling. Notice a bunch of Latin carved into his chest. Doctor starts reading it and gets to, in this, like he gets to something about Christ in New York when suddenly <laughs> the priest wakes up screaming, grabs a syringe, but is shot in the head by the pedal cop. Yeah, that's just like typical cop. Like, oh shit, 
something's moving, like I got to shoot it. It could be bad, <laughs> you know. Like I think it, they set it up as like, uh, oh, the cop was worried about people finding out he was a pedophile. But it's like yeah. also cops just like fucking shooting shit, you know. They like just shooting people. So, you know, there's that. That's true. Yeah, the the latter. Yeah, I'd go more with that one because the priest didn't actually know he was a pedophile, so <laughs> exactly he wanted to shoot people. Well, also he doesn't want him stepping on his uh, his pedophile turf either. That's true. You know, mm. Got a good competition. Didn't think exactly. of exactly. <laughs> yeah. At least they got the one uh, doctor in the place that could read Latin. You know, that's nice. Yeah, exactly. Even though he seems very Jewish. But, um, <laughs> uh, I believe that was that was Obgein. That was, oh, that was Obgein. 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 Yeah, uh, Obgein. David Weisenberg. Doctor Obgein. Yeah, David Weisenberg. Yes, Weisenberg. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very white Weisenbergs. They're known for reading Latin, not any other <laughs> language. I'm Jewish, by the way, everybody. So, <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. Uh, so, uh, Arnold and uh, Bobby Chicago are leaving the hospital as Arnold is like, "We have to find the girl. Maybe the carving in his chest, in his chest, was a name." And then, like, starts guessing names, and on the second try, he gets it right. <laughs> Can I? I just want to ask a question. What yeah. the fuck do they do? Like, I know they work for like a security agency. But was he an ex-cop or what the yes, fuck? Yes, he was. He, he is an okay. ex-cop. And then he, uh, I don't, it didn't say why he got fired. I'm assuming he quit. Just because okay. what happened to his family. Um, yeah, they actually go into that. So um, at one point he Must tells. Must have been high for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the only way you watch the movie. Oh. Uh, so at one point he's like, it get put in a little bag in the shelf. Uh, I used to be a cop. So he says that. <laughs> and like then later you, on. You sound like Christopher Walken. I used to be a cop. <laughs> was, it was on the... Yeah, it's lingering. Don't fuck me up, because I this is like the best Arnold I've had in a while. Right? <laughs> um, but then later on, you know, Gabriel Burns, like, uh, you know, you didn't have to testify against those guys, but you uh, did, because it was the right thing to do, and they came and killed your family. And he's like, no, don't let it happen again. Um, so backtracking this very complex and thoughtful script. Uh, yeah, he was a cop, and... He testified against some guys, even though he didn't have to, and they killed his family. So now he's not a cop anymore. Awesome! I should have paid attention. So uh, yeah, he's he's like guesses her fucking name on the second try, and I'm like kind of disappointed that they didn't include an, a line from Bobby Chicago, just telling him that's why you're the best in the game. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that was a good guess. So we go to Christine York, who's about to take a shower after working out, but is greeted with her butler in a bathtub with his throat cut. Get a little gratuitous nudity there, which is again pointless. But hey, sixteen-year-old. Yeah. So uh, that happened the, before she saw the throat. Yes, cut. it did happen before. the uh, The dude that did it begins chasing her. The dudes that did it begin chasing her around. She locks herself in the bedroom, uh, and then like throws a nightstand through the window. I think because she maybe planned to go out the window. Um, so the dudes finally break through the door and begin searching the room and find her hiding in the closet. They throw her on the bed, and one of them tells another one to watch the front door as he pulls a knife out and then begins reciting her last rites. As he's doing this, Arnold and Bobby Chicago are headed towards are headed towards their apartment to question her, and they notice the broken nightstand outside. Uh, so she they run inside, and Bobby Chicago draws his draws the guy in the guy that's inside. He draws his gunfire, while Arnold heads upstairs. He Arnold begins fighting with the guy upstairs as the last rites guy finishes up his prayer, but before. He gets a chance to stab her. Christine slips away. 
and then blocks his next attempt to stab her with the painting like she's one of the three fucking stooges. <laughs> she begins fending him off with the fire poker, uh, fireplace poker as Arnold throws the guy he's fighting down the stairs and the guy that's shooting at Bobby Chicago dies out the window. Arnold then makes his way into the room, begins wrestling with the last rights guy before he takes off. For the, that guy takes off to the fire scrape, but Arnold manages to grab the guy's heart amulet thingy. So anyway, uh, he tries to calm Christine down as Bobby Chicago calls the cops, which I'm going to say his full name every time because it's a great name. So Please. The, the, Please keep, uh, it, they, keep doing it. <laughs> they show up. We get a quick recap of Christine's story, which was that uh, her mom died and then her dad married the nurse, who's now her sole guardian, which is the fart lady. So Arnold goes to check on Christine, picks up the music box from her dresser as he notices her taking a pill. She offers him one, and his response is great, was like, which is like, oh, no, no, thank you, I drink. He asks her a couple of questions before getting his butt ready to fire off a fart as her stepmom, like nurse fart lady, comes in the room, hugs her, and then thanks Arnold. Uh, and we then cut to Arnold downstairs and see him taking a book from a cabinet and then head outside and get into Bobby Chicago's van. So, um, a few things. A, why didn't, um, the priest, he had his knife against her throat. He's like, all right, time to die. Like, let <laughs> me like, pull the knife back and go it. like that. Like, Your knife's right there. Just go, Ugh. like, you don't have to do anything. Boom. Problem solved. Right. Uh, the second thing is, I, I don't exactly worked out a way to um say this joke but uh bobby chicago is like oh hey like the cch pounder you know like oh hey let me like uh take you out to dinner you know he's trying to you know give her a little uh bbd pounder you know what i mean <laughs> um, Maj. he wants to give her a little bit of that deep dish <laughs> <laughs> yes there we go Thank you. Okay, yeah, so the step nurse calls up Satanic Stan, who's hanging out with Gabriel Byrne at what seems to be like a candle store, because there's a shitload of them in there. <laughs> he tells the step nurse to bring Christine to them, but she says she can't because Arnie and Bobby Seal follow them. So he tells Gabe that they're not coming, who expresses his dis- disappointment by punching through Stan's head. Yeah. Which, I love this scene. <laughs> where he punches his head off? Oh, I, lo- I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. I kept missing it, like because yeah. I've only watched it this. Uh, the first time I watched it was when the girlfriend she's like, "Holy shit, he punched his head off!" And I was like, yeah. "What?" And then I rewound it, and then I looked down at my phone again, and I missed it again. And I was like, "Okay, don't look down," because it's super quick too. Yeah. Back at the van, Bobby Chicago is talking to Arnold about having sex with sex dolls. When uh, <laughs> yes, that's a good point. <laughs> That was happening, yes. Yeah, exactly. And Arnold notices the heart amulet thing that he took off the last rights guy is also in the book he just took from their house, which was that it, it didn't say which book he took. It was like a Bible or something, I'd assume. It's, yeah, I would, I would imagine. Um, so we were actually talking about this, uh, Laura and I. So there's the Holy Bible, which is like God's Bible. And wait, whole, Holy or Holy? Holy. Oh, that's, okay. That's, I thought you said like whole, like two words, like whole and then Lee. No, no, no. That's a uh, famous actor from Korea. Um, it's <laughs> something totally different. Uh, no, but there's there's the there's the Holy Bible, a Holy Bible, you know, um, which, you know, like I said earlier, stay tuned to my whole uh, Satan fan theory later. Um, <laughs> but there's also we never get uh, 
you know, Satan's Bible, which would be the whole Liss Bible. So perhaps it is that. Um, <laughs> Just that many holes. Exactly. It's the whole Liss Bible. Ex- well, <laughs> both like literally, like there's no story holes in it. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, that's why it's a whole Maybe list just, Bible. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, he uh, heads heads back to her apartment and tells Christine that the amulet belonged to some Vatican dudes that want to stop the devil worshippers. He then stops her from eating an apple filled with demon maggots. But when they look at the apple again, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, meanwhile, Gabriel, she gets super happy that he can see her, her visions too. But anyway, uh, out, outside Gabriel Byrne is peeing near a van and I can just like totally imagine that 16 year old kid as he's writing this, just like, oh man, but what if Satan's piss was gasoline yep. and then he lights it with a cigarette and it totally blows up Bobby Chicago's vans out fucking rule. And the cop car too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> control his pee Fuck stream, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, no, you're right. This is a this is a movie sixteen year old me would write. <laughs> like if I could write, but these are like my ideas. This this movie was written by like a sixteen year old kid that ha- yeah, has either watched too much or not enough porn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the mom. And yeah, because yeah, the, the pissing. Yeah. No, and and uh, Bobby Chicago could smell the piss, and uh, yeah, it's just. That's right. He could smell the piss. I think the devil has a smell. If going back to something Pancho was saying earlier, which is like, how did they know it was him? I, I just, I think there's just a smell about him. I think that's what why these women want to fuck the shit out of him every time they see him. Well, bringing <laughs> it back to Stephen King, like there is a story of a little boy who's like fishing and he meets the devil, um, and he smells like sulfur. Mm. So maybe the devil has that scent of sulfur. But maybe he smells like cool water. That's why the bitches want him. <laughs> Wait, is this written by a 16-year-old Latino kid? <laughs> if it is, then it has to be cool water, dude. Fucking give me that agua fresca, man. Or agua frio, I'm sorry. That's the knockoff cool water. That's what you get at the fucking dollar store. Dude, Trace Flores. I used to get Aspen. Aspen fucking cologne. Uh, so the, the van blows up as Bobby Chicago is getting out of it. The, and an explosion blows the windows out of Christine's apartment, which causes a fire. So Arnold's like, let's get out of here. Come on. And they, but they're stopped by the step nurse who just starts beating the shit out of Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> and he just throws her through a fucking table. And, yeah. And, yeah. It's just <laughs> heartless shit here. But before that, she's like, she's strangling him and she throws him across the room. She tries to like, crush him with, pian- with a piano, but like, she doesn't realize that he had like a five alarm chili for dinner and the only thing producing more <laughs> the only thing producing more heat than that fire is his butt so like uses that to propel himself forward and like you said he smashes her through the fucking coffee table which, that is a which, great fight scene that was that was i had to watch it twice when i saw it the first time on this rewatch uh and then i like the that they actually had like uh christine like kind of react to it she's like no because it's a, it's her mom yeah. So yeah, she's like, no, but then she's over it like a second later. Uh, but so he grabs her and they head upstairs at the fire escape as Gabriel Byrne enters the apartment and then kills the step nurse who was probably in a ton of pain after that fucking <laughs> bomb to the face. But uh, yeah, but she was like a demon though. She grew like really long fingernails. Was she a demon? And everything. Well, yeah, that's how. Because they 
when they first started fighting, she grew like really long nails all of a sudden and like oh, to swipe his that. face and then swipe like a bunch of pieces off the wall, like her long nails. That's why she was so strong and everything. So basically he just like sent her home from work. He's like, dude, you, get, <laughs> yeah. you need to go home. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed when she was getting killed, they they it seemed to me like there was a cut scene. Like we don't get to see like what he does. Uh, and maybe I don't know. Again, maybe I missed something here. But uh, he pushes the glass into her throat. That's what it is. Okay, I was like, what the yeah, fuck is he doing? It's already in there. And he just keeps. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about like sixteen year olds and porn and everything. Um, I think this is like uh, uh, the sixteen year old who wrote it had this like pulse on the future of porn. Because I don't know if you guys like have been paying attention to like the hot trending topics of porn. Like I haven't. I just read it on the internet. But there's a lot of like uh, you know stepmom like jerks off, uh, you know, hung stepson or some shit. There's a lot of weird like incest porn going yeah. on. So there was that scene where there was some like incest porn going on. But since it was the '90s, it was all about like lesbian porn, you know. Like mm-hmm. uh, girl on girl, I'm sorry, not lesbian one. Girl Just on girl. Ahead of his time. Yeah, so he's like in his time with the girl on girl, but ahead of his time with like the weird incest shit. So, um, uh, how old was the writer of this movie? Maybe they were 16. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a great question. Let's find out. Uh, well, he wrote Air Force One, so <laughs> okay. So that's like 17. No, I, I love I, that, that movie. I, but... That movie's good. It is good. But, uh, it's and and you know it's probably cheesy, but like a different kind of cheesy, like yes. where you're like. That's like if uh, a sixteen-year-old like uh, redneck kid wrote it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, and then the president fucking kills everyone. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like Air Force One is basically like Taken, but way before. <laughs> which Taken is just a fucking Arnold is commando. <laughs> yeah, let's let's pay know. our respects here to Arnold. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's like old white guy. You know, like I'm not gonna put up with this shit. That's what Air Force One was. Uh, Andrew W. Marlowe was born in December 23rd, 1966. So he was 33 when this movie came out. <laughs> so, hard. No answers yes. for you, buddy. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, outside, uh, Arnold and Christina are approached by Detective Marge and a cop who begin shooting at them. Arnold Marge. puts his hands. <laughs> puts his hands. Yeah. Marge. Yes, and Arnold puts his hand on his head. Behind his head. Which I forgot to mention earlier, but little do they know that he has an ace hidden up his sleeve. Wait, 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 no, no. He has guns hidden up his sleeve. So he, t- he uses both those guns to fucking kill them. Shoot, shoot, he shoots both of them, which I forgot to mention that earlier. I forgot. he. Uh, it's when he's loading his guns in the car, right? That he, Or is it before that? Uh, it's like... Arnold loves his guns in this movie. <laughs> uh, it's like when, he, when they're getting ready to go, you know, they're driving. protect G- Gabriel Byrne. Okay, yeah, I'm way back. That. I completely like, missed it like, when I was rewriting this. Yeah, for some reason, it sounds like a gun cocking when he puts his guns into his sleeves. It has that same sound. Like, yeah, it's the, the clicking yeah. stick. But yeah. uh, so uh, he and Christine run off right before Gabriel Byrne walks up, resurrects Detective Marge, and tells her to find them, use her men to find them. So he and Christine stop at a park, and he starts questioning her about what's going on. She tells him that she's been having dreams about having sex with Gabriel Byrne since she was a little girl, which, come on, we all been there, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they uh, head into the Stigmata Church, are greeted by a priest. 
by the same priest that Arnie was talking to before, who looks like kind of like it's Rod Rod Steiger, right? Steiger. Okay, he looks kind of like Wilford Brimley's brother, Guilford. <laughs> so, like no mustache. Like, oh, yeah, just no mustache. It's, uh, but uh, I thought he and, kind of looked like Brian Dennehy's brother. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Denny. Ryan Denny. <laughs> uh, so uh, Arnold tells him that she was attacked by the Vatican people, and Guilford Brimley says that they'll be safe there because Gabriel Byrne can't see inside churches, or they're evil or whatever. But anyway, so he takes him downstairs where the stigma- stigmata lady's all better, tells him some bullshit about how the number of the beast is, isn't 666, it's 999, God as in 1999, which makes sense because those are definitely the same numbers. That part was amazing to watch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that down, too. The the whole diagram of the 666 turn, equals 999 equals 1999. <laughs> yeah. That was just a lucky guess on their part. Yeah, it's like, carry the one. Remember carrying the one at that? <laughs> like, that's what we do it here. We just throw one in there. Boom, 1999. <laughs> so uh, she shows him her horse horseshoe birthmark and he more or less tells them that every thousand years satan tries to find a woman to have a kid with before midnight of new year's eve so his mom will get off his back about the fact that she's not a grandma yet (laughs) which is just sorry like me kind of working through my own stuff but uh (laughs) anyway so uh, like at least the writer was ridiculous like aware of how ridiculous this shit sounds because arnold asks like is this eastern time (laughs) that was the part that threw me off (laughs) which erica was like like uh my girlfriend was complaining about like as as we're watching the first time like this is stupid then he says that she's like exactly i'm like i'm I'm drunk out now (laughs) no i did think uh i was like super smart like on that day because i'm like hey man if y2k were happening like Japan is like way ahead of us technology wise, and like they would have had Y2K, so I think we're good. Um, which I think maybe I was wrong because Japan's ahead of I, us, I think they are behind. The only, the only place that because usually you go west, but I don't know what the line yeah, is. Yeah, it's like Hawaii ish area, like and then I, it, there's I one it's more, Australia, yeah. Well, Australia is ahead of us too. There's one more besides Hawaii that's behind us. Uh, so it goes Hawaii and then there's, I know there's, I'm pretty sure there's one more place and then it resets. Oh. Yeah. But yeah. So at least I'm, I think, otherwise I just sound stupid. If, but okay. you know, I'm pretty well, sure that's what it is. One of us is going to sound stupid. So <laughs> okay. either me or you. And one of us is right. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so then he asks why Arnold asks why God doesn't do anything, but Guilford Brimley just starts reciting lyrics from a, like a Limp Bizkit cover song that you hear on the radio. <laughs> Tells him they gotta have faith. Because <laughs> fuck, man. Like, so Arnold's, Arnold's like, the hell with this, let's go. But Christine tells him that she's going to stay at the church, so he ends up taking off. We then quickly go to the Vatican where the Pope has gone full fucking Hector Salamanca in that wheelchair. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's what I have too. Yeah. Uh, Cardinal telling him that they found the girl in New York and saying, and he tells the Cardinal that, that they need to protect her. Quick side note, Hector Salamanca from Breaking Bad mm-hmm. takes place in New Mexico, mm-hmm. Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Rob, you live in Albuquerque. What, yep. What's what, what's the going thought of Al- Albuquerqueans? On the show Breaking Bad. It's embraced out here. Place? It's definitely embraced out here. 
they've got all sorts of bullshit to sell people. That's that's all I'll say about it. Like tourists actually, people actually go there just for that. I don't know if they go there for that, but they have it available for people. Like I saw that thing where the I don't know if that it's in Albuquerque, but where that person that where he throws the pizza on the house kept getting pizzas thrown in their house. Yeah, yeah, that's like in Albuquerque. Roof, yeah, that's which I Albuquerque. was like, that how fucking annoying is that? And it's the most like just normal fucking house, dude. It's not even <laughs> just always pizzas on the roof. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Fucking um, Albuquerque. <laughs> uh, so go back to Arnold's apartment where he's boozing it up when Gabriel <laughs> Byrne suddenly appears. Shows Arnold a vision of his wife and child before they were killed, and then tells him that he can uh, give back what God took away from him if he tells him where Christine is. So Arnold says he's like they're not real, but so then Gabriel Byrne shows him how they died with with like a bunch of like a gang of guys breaking into the apartment, shooting them both. He sees the music box on the ground that he found earlier. But now it's covered in blood. So he he turns uh turns out he didn't take a bribe for some like Joe said he didn't take a bribe for some uh so they killed his family and he blames himself because I, I wasn't fucking there. <laughs> uh so Gabriel tries uh, to convince him keeps trying to convince him but Arnold punches the mirror and is all like you'll never get the girl also you're a choir boy yes okay that's that's uh, the one right there yeah that's the fucking line and I mentioned in the intro I always said he said it's choir boy me. It's a choir boy compared to me, but that's fucking pretty badass that you're just telling Satan that he's a choir boy compared to you. Basically like, calling him a pussy. Yeah. You're like, you think you're a fucking badass? You're nothing compared to me. A um, couple questions about the scene, though. Uh, um, well, the first one's not a question. Um, Satan's making some good points. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. uh, hey, you know, you're a. Uh, your family died, and, like, what did God do? Nothing. Like, that guy's just fuck up there jerking off. Like, whatever. The guy doesn't care. Um, second thing is, uh, Arnold managed to open an entire clip in his New York apartment. and like, Yeah. <laughs> nothing's going on, you know? Like, whatever. Like, everything's just fucking chill. I like, I like how he does that, and then after he notices that doesn't do anything, he still tries to jump at one of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is my favorite part, too. <laughs> It's a solid All the guns run. are working. Um, uh, and also, he still lives in the spot where his like wife and his daughter got. Yeah, married. you're leaving that like, place. There's yeah, no he, way. I mean, there's other apartments out there. Uh, and the other thing is, there ever a movie where Arnold has kids, but it is more than our kids, I should say, because in every fucking movie I can think of, he has one child. Yeah, True uh, Lies, one child. Yeah. Uh, Jingle, Jingle all the way, way one child. Collateral damage. One job. Uh, okay. I, I, I see movie. where you're going with this. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. And they die, they die in like most of them. So. That's true. <laughs> or get kidnapped. Or... Yeah. Uh, Junior. He has one child. Mm-hmm. He technically has. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we, we really ever meet the rest of Arnold's family. Like. Not his, like his blood relatives, but not his child, besides in uh, Conan. Um, <laughs> and he never has more than one kid. So. Uh, it's in his contract. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be bothered to learn two names. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Gabriel Burns starts talking shit about God. And then I think, like, 
the director snuck a little bit of Spice Girls lyrics in for the ladies that, that are watching because oh, he's like, yeah. yeah, he's like, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. And <laughs> yeah. then all responds with, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want, which I want you to go to hell. And, <laughs> <laughs> which I was like, Eric is like, starts laughing, like cracking up laughing. She's like, I'm like, what? He's like, they're reciting Spice Girls. <laughs> and so she rewound it. I was like, holy shit. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but uh, so Gabriel Byrne throws Arnold out the window, but he manages to grab onto the ledge. He says that he'll help Arnold up if he gives him, if he gives up the girl. Arnold agrees and then takes his hand, but pulls him out the window. I love this move. Yeah. And he falls to the ground, lands on the car, just smashing the hell out of the car. Uh, so a couple minutes later, there's a knock at the door and it's Bobby Chicago who tells him that he got out of the van before it blew up. So Arnold shoots him in the arm to make sure that's actually him and then tells him, stop being such a pussy, it's just a scratch, <laughs> when, like, Bobby Chicago calls out in pain. Well, that's also what Bobby Chicago said to him after he got yes. shot with the vest that's, on. Yeah, uh, I noticed that the second time. Yeah. He calls him his best friend at one point in this movie. Do you believe that comment? Yeah. I gotta say yes. They don't do a very good job of, of, like, of like making the end, like, when him he comes out later pay off. Yeah, okay. But, like, I I believe they're supposed to be, but, but they just don't do a good enough job to where you're like, oh, shit, he won't shoot him at the end. Well, I don't think there's, you don't, like, I mean, there's, like, you can designate somebody as, like, your best friend, but also it doesn't seem like Arnold has many friends, or it seems yeah. like he has one friend. Yeah. That's why I'm you saying, know, like, like, this guy, I don't think uh, Bobby Chicago thought of Arnold as his friend. Uh, that's more of a co-worker. Going. He's just like, yeah. this fucking guy's nuts. <laughs> but the other way it's like Arnold's like this is my only friend therefore it defaults as best friend <laughs> that's so, more what I was asking it's I like guess. MySpace shit you know it's like if you only got one friend on MySpace it goes to the top of your that's top true. well he brings it up to the devil so I guess it means something to him but I was just like are we prior to that they don't seem like best friends they just seem like co-workers who yeah, have a weird sure. relationship they're, yeah. Yeah, they're comfortable with each other I mean I, I wouldn't want to have my well, I, fuck, I didn't even have my friends over because the place is dirtier than Arnold's in this movie. But like, <laughs> there's absolutely no way I'd want like one of my random ass coworkers to like, come to my house like, hey, wake up, dickhead. Okay. And, like, open okay. the blinds and shit. Like, only my homies can do that. And I can tell them to eat a dick. But um, so I guess they're That's friends. the scene. Okay. Oh, that's what establishes it, that, that first scene? Yeah, when he rolls up to his apartment, it's like... And he kind of notices the gun, too, which I didn't yeah. mention. Like, he definitely notices that gun. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, in the all, the Hall of Fame of all these sidekicks that Arnold's ever had, <laughs> uh, you know, he's got Tom Arnold, he's, who else? There's all sorts of fucking yeah. guys. Belushi at some uh, point. The, the red-headed lady from Kindergarten Cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put her in there as well. John Connor. Chicago sucks. Uh, I love the name, but his character is just—it's like a throwaway character. Like, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Tom Arnold's got to be Arnold's number one friend. Either him or Dylan, but Dylan's a son of a bitch. I mean, the CAA's <laughs> got him pushing way too many pencils. You know? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, but like Danny DeVito, but that's his brother. So yeah, yeah, biological. Uh, so. He tells so he tells Bobby that Bobby Chicago that he has to go get Christine. Bobby asks where he should meet them, and then Arnold seems kind of reluctant to tell him, but then tells him that the church. Uh, meanwhile, over at the church, some Vatican dudes show up, 
Christine recognizes the last rites dudes from earlier, as well as like the heart uh, amulet. And then they subdue Guilford and are about to stab her when Arnold shoots a knife that the guy's holding. And then shoots it again when the guy's like, oh, because I was like, once once he shoots it the first time, I'm like, you can get so fucking stab her with that. But then he shoots it again. <laughs> like, or he shoots him right through the hand. And then tells him, let it go. So they, uh, shit starts shaking around. So Arnold and Christine run off as Gabriel Byrne enters the church and begins murdering himself some fucking priests. <laughs> yeah, and in that scene, fucking Milford. Another 16-year-old uh, thing here. Just the writer being 16 years old, just murdering yeah. priests. That <laughs> yeah. just seems like a, so, wouldn't that be fucking cool? <laughs> Especially so a, edgy, like, a, like a Slayer fan, just like that. Someone that's super into yeah. Slayer is like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Billford. Billford? Eh, that works. Billford. Gilford. Gilford Brindley's like, that's not who we are. Like, covered up. <laughs> Kid rapes is cool. But this is too far. And yeah, we, like, God had people killed in the past before, but but not like this. This isn't who we are anymore. It's like, uh. Yeah, like, at least kinda... muster a little bit before you do it or something. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry to make jokes. It's just more me calling out the Catholic Church for being pieces of shit. For covering yeah. up the people who rape children. So, fuck you, Catholic Church, for that. You'll not live this down. And uh, also, fuck you, everybody else, for treating Sinead O'Connor like shit for being someone to call him out. So, fuck all of you. So, uh, the end. On, on that note, <laughs> uh, Arnold and Christine. Fuck stars, yeah. too. Uh, You're yeah, worse stars. stars. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> uh, Arnold and Christina are surrounded by devil worshippers in an alley. So he begins fighting them off as fucking Bobby Chicago pulls up in his car. Christine gets in and Bobby C locks the doors, begins to drive away before Arnold can get in. So he kind of does his best T-1000 impression, jumps on the back of the car. But then, <laughs> like, why didn't they think of this in Terminator 2? They fucking stop the car real fast and he just falls off the car. Like, break and I'm curious if that would have worked. They didn't try it. Oh, because he's liquid metal. He would have just, like... True. So, <laughs> the Satanists surround him and do a... He does an okay job of fighting them for a minute before they just start beating the shit of him. Uh, yeah, this is... The, Arnold definitely gets his ass kicked yeah. by about 30 <laughs> people here. I was curious if he was going to break out of it when I was watching it. I was like, oh, he might get out of this, but I don't know. Uh, but so then Gabriel Byrne shows up and kicks him around a little bit before the Satanists basically crucify him and leave him hanging there. Which Erica was like... She's like, they just like hung him up and they like didn't nail him to it or anything they kind of like hung him they gave him like a stool like a rest like a uh like a platform for his for his feet so he's not actually hanging like he's just resting like they're they're giving like <laughs> it's man. like yoga yeah exactly he's, he's doing all right so but the next morning uh which is new year's eve father guilford brimley finds arnold all strung up which took him a little while to get out there but hey whatever over at the Vatican, a dude tells the Pope they failed, so he begins reciting his favorite George Michael song back, just like, you know, gotta have that faith. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, later that night, Arnold wakes up to the stick on the stigmata bed, which hopefully they've cleaned. He <laughs> gets up, heads over to the work to his work headquarters, does a little homage to like the army surplus scene from Commando, as he starts like grabbing a bunch of ammo and shit like and guns and stuff. Yeah, it was definitely that sort of, like, strap up, but, like, 10% as cool. Yeah. You know, it and had H- a couple of clicks yeah. in there, but that was pretty much it. And uh, Then he uh, checks the computer for the GPS t- 
to like track down Bobby Chicago with GPS. Which was weird because um, was that car a work car? Is that a, how he was uh, able to yeah? Track? He said that he he mentioned something. I was reading the transcript as I was yeah reading the transcript as I was writing this, and he mentioned something. Uh, I think it's a specific type of car that he mentions. He's gonna he's that he says he's gonna go get. Okay. While Arna goes to the church. Damn, this movie covers its tracks, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's been three of those. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Because I was like, why don't they use this like weird technology for Amber Alerts and everything? It's like, oh, let me just enter a license plate number and I can find where this car is. But, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, he says something about, I don't know. But anyway, or he goes to the address and notices that Detective Marge is headed into a building. So he follows her and is confronted by like an old blind dude who lets him pass. But like... The dude's blind. Like, if Arnold said that, like, he could have just pushed his way past them, or just like been quiet, pretended to walk away, and then just like snuck past them. Like, he's fucking blind. He's old. Push him over. Yeah, it's like the worst uh, security guard ever. Yeah, but it worked out because the security guard smelt hate, hatred, and vengeance in his heart. So. Yeah, <laughs> but also, uh, yeah, like that's a shitty security guard. You know. Yeah, they kind of deserve like it. you can punch him. He's not gonna fucking see it coming. He's blind. Exactly. He literally has no eyes. <laughs> exactly. So uh, he heads into a room where a bunch of people are chanting, and I like how they have what sounds like Guns N' Roses playing, like on the speakers in the background. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Guns N' Roses because I looked up the soundtrack and they were on there. I was like, that kind of sounds like Axel. Arnold had to have them on the soundtrack. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He was. Uh, he did their music video for Terminator Two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, what? So he slowly whoa, mixes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? He was in one of their music. Uh, they did a song for Terminator Two, I think, and he was in the music video. Yeah, there. Yeah, that's what John Connor is like bumping when he's working on his motorcycle. Yeah, he's, but he's I didn't in the music know. Video for it. What? Have yeah. I not seen this? We'll watch it eventually. I'm sure. I'm sure when we get to Terminator Two, that fucking slog fest that that recording is going to be. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, like. We'll, like, hey, do you want to record Saturday and Sunday? Like, yeah. <laughs> sort of through the night. Yeah. yeah, just break down like, all right. And Arnold says, and I. And like, all right, what do you think he means here? Like, you know, break down every fucking word of dialogue. <laughs> but uh, he heads in the room, slowly starts making his way to the front where Christine's lying on a table. Uh, but Detective Marge notices him and kind of begins stalking him. So Gabe, uh, Gabriel Burns starts sweet-talking Christine kind of telling her that like he guesses it would be nice if he could touch her body but he like he knows that not everybody has a body like her but like he's interrupted when Arnold shoots at Marge and then loads a machine gun into him. Uh, Christine runs to Arnie who puts a gun to her head and says to let him says he sorry he says let them go or I'll kill you. So Gabriel Gabriel Burns brings Bobby C which again like doesn't have the impact that it should out no. to shoot Arnold yeah. He's like, oh, this is your friend who's on my side now. Uh, he says that he got turned by... He was burning and he made a deal with the devil, basically. And he wants him to shoot Arnold, but he doesn't do it. So Bobby Chicago gets set on fire and starts burning him, like fucking screaming while he's burning. Arnold then fires a rocket. He's like, no, fires a rocket. Was it those rockets or grenades, whatever. Fires a rocket at a gas line, which explodes. The whole place goes up in flames as they're barely able to make it out. They're followed into a subway tunnel by the Satanists and then hit the ground suddenly when a subway car is coming and kind of rolls over them. Which subway I, fight. I thought those were electrified, but maybe, I, I don't know. Anyway. So she's barefoot this entire time. So Really? Yes. Oh, yes. 
very unfortunate for her. Maybe she's kind of like a hobbit feet. Hmm. Yeah. So the subway car stops so the conductor can check on them, and they board it. Uh, the, the poor conductor kind of notices the gun, well, which Arnold kind of shoves in his face. And so he starts, the, he starts the car again and ends up plowing right through Gabriel Burns, who is just, like, chilling on the tracks. And I felt really bad for this conductor the whole time. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, They uh, so they think they got rid of him, but the fucker is re- relentless. Like, first he busts his arm through the floor, then he goes through the roof with his arm, and then he finally, like, busts through the fucking poor conductor's chest. So they end up separating the subway cars and end up on uh, him and her end up on two different cars. So Arnold jumps to hers and then fucking Satan Gabe tries to jump to their car. But Arnold blows him back into the front car with a grenade, which explodes, blowing up that car. Then their car slams into the front car and kind of like starts like. Uh, like smashing. Yes, I got a word that, I, that I'd uh, deleted in here, but uh they, they, they end up okay because they're at the back of the car. So they leave the car before it explodes and run out of the tunnel. And we see a tore up Gabriel Burns, which kind of makes sense, but then sort of doesn't because he healed himself earlier. Yep. So like, well, I, also the T-1000 was able to heal himself until he got a grenade thing blown. But then up, I'm sure so. he would have healed himself if you would have given him like a minute, but then they just kind of push him into the... Yeah, but Gabriel Byrne didn't have or satan didn't have that's a minute true. that's true yeah he, he had like well he had like four minutes till midnight like he had to go smash you know yeah like, even in a situation where like fuck i need to true. go smash yeah good point okay he doesn't have time to pull himself together yeah so uh it's yeah it's 150 at the bar you know yeah like saturday night things are getting a little dicey you know he's looking around like i gotta, <laughs> I gotta smash you know like you can't make that shit happen <laughs> Uh, cut to, to Times Square real quick t- and find out it's 1151 and then we go back to Arnold and Christine as they're chasing to a church by a Satanist mob but they manage to lock themselves inside. He tells her to hide uh, and then stares at this big ass mural thingy but then like gives it a little stare then throws down his gun as he realizes that he's got to have f- faith, the faith, the faith. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the building yeah, I- begins shaking. The roof collapsed, the pews upend, and the stained glass windows shatter because Satan is just fucking dramatic as fuck. Mm. He then busts through the ground and violently possesses Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, so when he's possessed, he calls to Christine. She runs to him and then realizes it's not him as he drags her to the altar. He then like talks a little bit more shit to Jesus, and she tries to like kind of like get through to him by telling him like you're stronger than Satan. Don't let him like do this. Like you can, you know, you're a good guy. So then we cut to Times Square real fast and see he only has 58 seconds left to blow his load, which I don't know about you guys, but that's 47 seconds longer than I need, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Funny, but it's true. (laughs) So uh, we cut back to the church where I think it's supposed to look like he's trying to his hardest to like fight the possession, but it just looks like he's orgasming like super fucking hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt that. (laughs) So then he kind of whispers to a round... And uh, <laughs> sacrifices himself by throwing himself onto the sword of one of the statues. And then fire starts shooting out from somewhere other than his butt for once. <laughs> so, like, I was going to say, like, couldn't he just... Ha- he could have just waited another 40 seconds for it to turn midnight, right? Instead of impaling himself? Or, like... No, uh, he had to fall on the sword. Okay, yeah. I was going to... Yeah, I, w- I wasn't sure, like, I, like, or, like, maybe just, like, gone on her leg or something. Or, like, her so- or, like a sock. 
But yeah, maybe he could have rubbed one out like really quick, you know? Yeah. Like, ah, you know. Just <laughs> but start yeah, fucking I, whacking it, you know? Would would, would it like it would have? I don't think would... Arnold really has a refractory period though. So like, <laughs> if you just managed to like rub one out real quick, like it'd be two seconds before he was ready to fucking go again. So maybe like that was his only option was to just kill himself. Well, would he, would uh, stuff would have been he would have like Satan would have lost if he would have just waited like forty seconds though, right? Just curious. Okay. Uh, yeah, I it probably he probably would have had to wait another thousand years, but I don't know. If that doesn't mean he couldn't possess Arnold's body. Okay. So, so, oh yeah, he was possessed by Arnold. That's right. Or Arnold, yeah. Anyway, so Satan's banished back to hell, sees his wife and kid, who Christine can also see. And then he dies. Uh, she picks up his hand with his big fucking sausage fingers. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> then uh, tells him thank you as we see Times Square one more time before it fades to black. So yeah, that that's that. The end of days. That That is the end of yes. the, the movie. The end of the end of days. <laughs> Alrighty, so how about we move on to the credits? What do you say? Now we're going to do something extremely fun. We're going to play a wonderful game called Who is my daddy and what does he do? Yes? Oh, yeah. Alright, I got some some names here. Uh, some names of the cast and crew. Um, a actor who plays Satan Priest is named Van Quattro, which means... Four vans. Seems interesting. Uh, businessman's wife, who I believe uh, Gabriel Byrne whips out her boob and starts making out with her, is Melissa Mascara. I mm. saw that. Which is an interesting name. Yes. For, uh, it's a real name. Definitely didn't try to look her up naked. So, why would you do that? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, if you would, like, what sites would you even go to? I would just find that. Yeah, probably Bing. Yeah. That's where you find pictures of Nate. If you were to do that, like yeah, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. do that. Of course not. <laughs> um, a stand-in for Miss Tooney, who Robin Tooney, who plays Christine, is Ivy Borg. Which <laughs> sounds like uh, a a mix of like if Ivy Poison Ivy from Batman came back as a cyborg, the Ivy <laughs> Borg. Um, uh, a puppeteer is Richard Hagen, aka Dick Hagen. <laughs> interesting um uh a couple stunt people uh scott workman which i'm sure is related to roger workman from uh lost, lost. Uh, <laughs> uh dick zyker who i believe you mentioned before and um something so. i've learned uh i learned today so there's a stunt for dr franco colombo ending in an o that's, but that's uh arnold schwarzinger's friend yes but it's spelt different. It's first of all, it's doc, It's well, it's spelt. First of all, it's hyphenated. It's just Doctor Franco hyphen Colombo, but it's C O L U M B O. Although his name it ends with a U. Yeah, is it? And Colum- I also yeah. learned. I also learned he is a chiropractor. Like he's an actual doctor. Huh. So that whole thing was very weird. Um, we got a puppet master named Hope Parrish. Which is just like hope sounds such a positive name, and then perish. You know, it's like kind of the opposite of hope. It's like hope is per- perishing. Okay. Uh, a costume supervisor, 
Carlane Passman Little. Like Carlane, like the lane that cars drive in. Carlane <laughs> Passman Little. That's just a ridiculous name. Um, That's three, a good find. Yeah. Uh, key makeup artist Dane Johnson, or as I call him, Dane the Pebble Johnson. Um, uh, there's a a, bun- a bunch of uh, additional second second assistant directors. I don't know what that is. So you're not a director. You're not an assistant director. You're not a second assistant director. Uh, you're not a second second assistant director. You're an additional second second assistant director. And there was like 10 of them. That was weird. Uh, On set dresser, Peter Griffin. Fortunate name. Uh, uh, we have a visual effects tech assistant, Glenn Klakowski, which is just a... Uh, Kolkowski, get in here. You're a loose cannon. Um, we have a driver that is Steve Hunter, which just sounds like a guy who hunts Steve's. And also a guy who made church miniatures, which is Ian Hunter. So that's a guy who hunts Ian's. Um, and then last, uh, this one's not really a funny name, but it made me think of something. It's concept designer, which is Mark Crash McCreary, which made me think of Crash Bandicoot. And I was just like, damn, that Crash Bandicoot's so 90s. He's like a messed up Australian dingo that drives around in like a cart. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's just a weird character. So. Fair enough. Do we have any other thoughts on the movie before we get into the trivia? Um, okay. So I got a few things here. Okay. All right. So, uh. First thing, I was always I always liked the idea of Jesus being a time traveler. Um, you know, some guy from like you know, now goes back and is like, Oh, let me turn this water into wine, but he just has like Kool-Aid that he dumps in there. <laughs> it's like it's wine or he's like, Oh, I'm in so much pain, Jesus. It's like here, have have some of this and it's just like Advil or whatever. I always liked that idea. Then I was thinking about like, what if Jesus was a terminator? I'm like, nah doesn't really work out. Like, why would Skynet need to send a Terminator back to be Jesus? However, what if Satan was a Terminator? What if he was a T-1000? Did he get sent back to, like, the early days of man? He's like, I gotta, like, corrupt these people and send them down the wrong path. Because if humanity goes bad, that's the only way, like, it can go good for us, for Skynet. So, Lucifer's a Terminator. Uh, A T-1000 specifically. (laughs) Okay. Uh, okay. I love it. Dumb theory. Um, also, uh, the other thing uh, I was going to bring up. So, uh, on the flip side, like, what if Satan, you know, Lucifer was the cool guy this whole time? Like, we're only getting one side of the story. As I mentioned earlier, we're getting the whole E Bible, not the whole Lists Bible. You know, we're not hearing anything about Lucifer. Like, Old Testament God is kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, hey, go kill those people. Hey, Job, go sacrifice your son. Like, worship me. That's all I care about. And Lucifer was like, you know what? I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm tired of your tyranny. I'm going to go start my own shit. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to talk to these humans. Like, hey, humans, like, you know how you like having sex? I'm cool with that. You guys can go do that. Like, go do what Fuck you want. Yeah. Go have fun. And so... um, really should have written all this down. Do you, uh, so, so do you think oh, yeah. that like 
do you think that like once once God saw he was losing followers, he's like loosened up a little bit? Like mm. he's like, all right, like that's when the new test. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, change the game up. Yeah, that, that's where I was going with this. So um, new package. I guess uh, Jesus hit a rebrand. Yeah, <laughs> um, Jesus and uh, and Lucifer at some point spend like thirty days in the desert chilling. What if like during that time, Lucifer is like, "Hey man, your dad's kind of a dick." She's like, "Yeah, I know, right?" It's like, dude, that guy's just fucking been pounding on people. Like, look at all this crazy shit he's did. Like, God's an asshole. You need to be cool with people. You need to go out there and tell people, like, you know, be excellent to each other. <laughs> And that happens because Bill and Ted also go back and uh, <laughs> back in time and talk to Lucifer and Jesus about this. But what if like Lucifer's whole thing, like those 30 days, like they spent in the desert together, wasn't really like Lucifer trying to tempt him, tempt him but they were like commiserating how much of an asshole God was because he's kind of both of their dads, you know, just like um, getting fucked up and yeah, like eating some mushrooms like from the desert. Like, yeah. Dude, your dad's an asshole, like I know. Like we got to be better than him, all right? You know, he's just like a powerful CEO, but like we got to teach these humans. Like that's not the way. We we don't want God to live like you know. We don't want we don't want to represent that anymore for you know God and everything. Like we're gonna be cool and chill. That's gonna be our new thing. Of course, yep. this movie kind of uh, you know throws it all in the water by having like blow people up for some random reason, which is you know once again. That sort of PR department, God's PR department, fucking it up as usual. Yeah. But um, that's my Satan fan theory. Also, like, how much cool Christian, like, religious music do you know? None. How much, like, cool Satan music do you know? A fuckload. <laughs> like, obviously, one guy is cooler than the other one. There's got to be, like, a one good Christian band. Uh,. I guess you too. I wouldn't really call him a Christian band, but uh, oh, Creed! There we go. Oh, okay, that's right. There it is. Uh, So those are my Satan fan theories. Okay, so um, like it. Uh, Arnold dies in this movie, which is one of the like few things that happens. What that that was something that was new when i watched this yeah I'm thinking uh, at the time did you not uh remember that or oh like like when you first saw it you mean no when i first saw it i was just like this is an interesting choice for arnold to make uh i mean the terminator he dies but he's yeah. a fucking terminator that's but. actually uh one of the trivia things was this uh was the first non-terminator movie in which he plays a character that dies and it's actually, I think it might be, I like went as far up to this point, this was the uh, first human character he's played that's end up, that's died. Before. Okay. I don't know if he dies in anything past this, but because I haven't seen him all yet, but yeah. So yeah, that, that's actually one of the trivia things. Oh. Interesting. Which I found kind of interesting. Do you have but, trivia uh, for us? Yeah. Go through that. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he, I, According to IMDb, he found the film to be too dark, like not the themes or the story, but like director, uh, the director's lighting, which I think is funny (laughs) only because like if they were like questioning him about it and he was like, the the film was a little too dark for me. He's like, oh yeah, the story, like no no no, the the, the lighting it was too dark, (laughs) just like super dark, just super literal about it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so, oh, I love that. Uh, and then it says, so this was the first film since Batman and Robin uh, that he had since Batman and Robin because of his heart surgery. The and then That's the studios right. were yeah the studios were anxious about whether or not they could insure him and despite attempts to convince them that he was in perfect health he couldn't get any work until this movie. So the insurance people and then some executives from Universal actually came to the set to watch him, to like see if, like how he was doing if he's still up to action the, the action scenes and whatnot, and uh, they started like giving asking him questions and whatnot. He goes into it in his book and talks to like how he's like, kind of like showing off in front of me like I did like. Uh, what do you say? I because it was the scene where he's getting the shit beat out of him. So it's yeah. like I'd have a bunch of people beating down on me, and I'd be on the ground, and I'd have rain falling on me. Then I'd get up and say, "Let's look at that last take." And then, and then the, <laughs> they would come up to me, and they would be like, uh, "Doesn't it?" What the trivia says, which what he says in the books is, is like, "You enjoy that kind of punishment, doesn't this? Don't you start getting tired?" He's like, "No, no, no. I love shooting at night because I'm a, I'm a night person, so I get like I'm I like it." But, and then there's actually a picture of him. Um, his daughter visiting him when he's like up on the, the, the crucifix. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'll end up posting, but he's, yeah, there's a picture of that. I need to see that. Yeah. There's a picture of it with like, because uh, I have the, I have the book, but there's like audio sections of it because it's on my phone and it's him with a little thing talking about it. But uh, here, let me, eh, oh, Okay. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll show you guys later. But anyway, right. so okay, so then this was the last movie to be pressed in the laser disc before, like format in in the U.S. <laughs> like yeah, the last the, Arnold movie or just the last? No, this movie? is the last movie to be oh. laser disc in the U.S. It what really a fitting, was. what a fitting end to that. <laughs> yeah. Was the end of days of <laughs> laser disc. And uh, then there's actually an alternate ending in which Jericho is re- resurrected after impaling himself in the sword and ends up leaving the church with Christine. But I guess test audiences preferred the ending where he dies, even though the alternate <laughs> really? ending. Yeah, and the alternate ending wasn't released, but it was they use it in the novel, like the novelization of the movie. Okay. Yeah, so because I, I tried to find it, which I should have read that trivia thing first because I spent like a half hour trying to find that fucking clip. Like that uh, alternate ending, but apparently it doesn't right, exist. Right, right. So, but anyway, and, and then the the last thing I had was yeah, what you said was uh, this was the only movie that he's died in. But there wasn't a whole lot of like interesting trivia besides that stuff. But yeah, all right, and then let's move on to the, some of the fun stuff, huh? What do you say we start off with the kill count? If it bleeds, we can kill it. How many people died in this movie? I pulled it up, but I like I don't haven't looked at it. Yeah. Oh, I gotta do a quick little scan here. Uh, sixty-five. Okay. Raps can go with sixty-five. I'm gonna go with a hundred. A hundred. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Go ahead. Well, Rob, you should have went with sixty-six because you know the devil, and you should have went with ninety-nine because <laughs> apparently that's actually the devil's number. Damn it. It's true. Price is right rules. Uh, I always go high on this, so I'm gonna go. 47. Arnold kills 76 people? Holy shit. <laughs> when? You guys mow down a lot of people with a machine gun. <laughs> and then Gabriel Byrne kills 67 people. Which again, oh, when? Like, <laughs> oh, I guess in the, in the restaurant, but like, at what point do you stop counting to where you're like, uh, I see, there it seems like there's like 25 people in there. Yeah, I guess a lot of shit blows up, huh? <laughs> 
kills a lot of people. I don't know. There's a lot of shit. I, there's like eight explosions in this <laughs> yeah. movie. I mean, it, there's a, <laughs> it's a good explosion every ten minutes. Apparently, there's a video you can watch that shows them all too. I can't wait. I'm gonna look <laughs> at that after so this before I go to bed. Okay, so all right, Aaron wins. Okay, let's move on to the favorite line of the movie. Huh? Papa, baby, buggy bumpers. Ah, you didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Rob, you want to start us off? Oh, it's the choir boy one. Absolutely. Yeah? That's the one that always gets me. Um, there was one I wrote down. What the fuck did I write down here? I mean, just every time he said Marge's name. <laughs> Marge. <laughs> oh, and uh, Thomas. Okay, okay, oh, Thomas. he goes, Jesus, Marge. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, when she, when she shoots at him? Yeah. Won't she? <laughs> All right. Terrible Joe? Yeah, I got it. I mean, obviously, like, Choir Boy is the best, you know, and could be argued that it's the best Arnold line because it's of its ridiculousness. I also, uh, the line of, like, what is this, Eastern Standard Time? You know, it's pretty great, too. Um, But, yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be Choir Boy. Aaron? All right. Uh, it's it's when it's when she asks him uh, if he wants a pill, and he's like, "No, no, no, thank you." <laughs> yeah. really, uh, <laughs> yes, that's a good one too. <laughs> that, uh, that's mine. Uh, Very polite. Yeah. All right, and so for the last thing, for those who aren't familiar, we uh, rate these movies on a scale of one to five irons pumped. Uh, once again, this is for Arnold movies, not movies in general. Else, they'll all be five irons pumped. So, on a scale from one to five. How many irons would you pump for this movie, Aaron? Um, two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. So you you yeah. on that last one, you'd go down, but you wouldn't be able to push yeah, it back. Yeah, just <laughs> give up. Just, just, just yeah. give up on it. Right. Yeah. You spot uh, Rob, how many irons would you pump for this movie? I'm going to go with four irons pumped oh. because Arnold comes back from heart surgery and just fucking goes to this bizarre nuts movie. That's yeah. a good point. Um, I think in the Eraser episode, I mentioned that. Uh, wait, hold on. I might have brought this up earlier. Did I? Whatever. We can add that. No. Um, I think in the Eraser movie, I'd mentioned there's probably some kid out there who had like the VHS tape of Eraser. Because uh, Aaron, you'd ask me if that was anybody's favorite Arnold movie, and I feel like um, yeah, some kid out there had the VHS type of Eraser and like watched it over and over, and that was like his movies. Like you know, I love Eraser. I feel like this is the movie for Rob. This is his you know hypothetical Eraser movie. Yeah, like the movie he had yeah. to watch all the time. Oh, it just I've I've watched it too many times on cable where it's edited, which is even better. Like it just <laughs> you know because. Do they do they get the the voice uh, the voice? Oh yes. hell no! You know they never do in any of these. <laughs> yeah, Choir Boy compared to me, a friggin' you guys are Choir Boy more than they yeah. get. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, but uh, I obviously have a, a higher degree of love for this movie because it's it's pure just trash in the best way, and I, I, lo- I love watching yeah. it. I mean, that's those right. make the best movies where it's. Not saying this movie's flawed, not at all. Don't, please, <laughs> don't, don't, don't mistake me for saying that. But um, it's uh, flaws make it more endearing. Like how ridiculous it is. Uh, oh yeah, yeah everybody yeah. definitely has those movies, which is basically every Arnold movie for me. So especially in the eighties. <laughs> um, uh, but how many irons pumped for me? I 
would have to say three. I think this is a pretty solid movie. Um, uh, compared to especially its rankings on like IMDb and shit. Like I thought it would be much more terrible, but he's got some great one liners. You know, he comes back, he kicks some ass. Uh, it's got like a interesting concept and a, you know, pretty good script. And as we discussed, it kind of, uh, ties up loose ends. Um, and also Arnold tells the devil that he's a fucking choir boy compared to him and yes. he defeats him. Like yes. what more do you want? Uh, he defeated the fucking devil. That's that's where yeah. it is. Yeah, and he's you know he's he's a miserable drunk, and I can relate to that. Unless you're listening to this and you employ me, then I I don't. Would you put it above above Genesis or below Genesis, or I guess above Eraser as far as on the list? Uh, I'd put it above Eraser for me. Above Eraser, uh, I think as a standalone movie. Um, it'd probably be a little higher than Genesis, but, uh, I like Terminator and I like time travel, so it's got to go below Genesis for now. Actually, you know what? I think I might put it below Eraser. Uh, Like, especially, the only reason I put it maybe below Eraser is because we're doing, like, based on all movies. I think that movie, this movies they're like tied yeah that's a good it's just a different kind of cheesy oh totally this is the years that they go into that zone prior to that you have much more uh like just better scripts when it comes yeah. to arnold this is just like a darker eraser <laughs> yeah he's got to protect a girl in new york and everything it's like a lower budget Instead yeah. of fighting James Scott. Like, that is a solid point. I didn't think about that. Uh, so wait, did one of you guys went above it and one of you guys went below I it? I went above it. I don't... Damn. I don't know. I, you know, I'm going to put it above Racer Because thinking back on that movie, I remember when we watched it for this podcast, being a little disappointed in it. So... Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I listened to the the episode, and I I, I watched it again, and and it was not the same watch that I had with this one. I definitely laughed out loud like eight times with this movie. Yeah, yeah, that movie. Uh, the only reason that I put that movie above that one or this one is because it's a little more pot. Like it's not as dark, a little more positive. True. But this is probably the better of the two. So I'll agree with you guys. I think they're the same. Like we said, I think it has a very they're yeah. they're almost the same type of era yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, I I think I'm gonna put this over Eraser because for the camp reason, it's there it is in a fun way. That's good because I already did it. <laughs> good, so there it is. Suck it, right. nerds. Okay, so uh, before we go, Rob, would you do you have anything you would like to plug at all? I don't. don't. I just, uh, I I love what you guys are doing. And uh, I'm a diehard uh, Arnold fan and I will be listening beyond this. So, All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Don't forget to uh, like, subscribe and um, like or whatever. I don't know. Set the bells for notifications. I don't know what people say these days. Uh, But you can check us out on our website, thepotty.net. You can email us at cuatthepotty.net. Um, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever your fine p- 
podcast are dealt. I don't know. Not <laughs> the, the Twitter and uh, the Instagram stuff is at the potty Richta. Wait, oh, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, at the potty Richta. And then uh, Facebook is just look up see you at the potty Richta. Yeah, honestly, yeah. if you just Google see you at the potty Richta, P O D D Y. You'll be able to find all our stuff, or you can just go to our website and be able to follow us on all social media posts there. Um, also, don't forget to check out our sister podcast, You All Every Potty, <laughs> where Aaron and uh, Erica and Vanessa go over um, each episode of Lost. You know, you might hear some other familiar voices on there as well. Uh, yeah, and that's it. But thank you. Thank you for listening. All right. Well, on behalf of our special guest, Rob Gallegos uh, and Aaron Frescas, I am Joseph Bet Castro. And we will. See you at the party, Rick Stubbs.